Hello and welcome back to the channel. Um, we've got some more GA coverage this time covering the football, the final round of, of uh, National Football League um, fixtures and back with uh, Connor McKenna. So Connor, did you watch much of the, the football at the weekend? Yeah, well, I was glued to it all weekend, all the games. So, so um, you saw, saw, saw plenty of action and plenty to discuss. Happy days, happy days. That's what we like to hear. So we'll, um, we'll go straight in then to Division 1 where... The the big thing, the bit the big you know the important stuff was was settled on Saturday in uh, quite some fashion actually with with Kerry running out uh, winners against Donegal two eighteen to ten points, um which which meant that uh, sort of made the the Dublin and Galway game a dead rubber, um but what did you think of Kerry? Do you think they're uh, they sent out a bit of a message? Yeah, Kerry, I suppose that was the the bottom line for them was to win the match and win the league Donegal. Had nothing to play for. It was an 800 kilometer round trip to to carry. They needed to win the match and mathematically they needed to draw in Dublin and Galway to win the league. But I don't think they were too bothered about the league. To be honest with you, I think that they were just hoping to have no injuries before they played Tyrone next week. And I think that's kind of what did transpire. So Donegal didn't really probably bring a whole pile of intensity to the game. While Kerry, on the other hand, they wanted to win the league at home so they'd get a trophy under the belt, win the league title, and and build for the championship. And they got that done in in with no messing about. So it was two eighteen to ten points and. And like Owen Bon Gallagher, Neil McGee, Ryan McHugh, Michael Murphy, Paul Brennan, all those lads started against Shore and they didn't even travel down to down to um, down to Austin Sack Park. So no, a very, very good win for, for Kerry and, and it was as expected really. Okay. Um I caught a wee bit of this one I've seen. Um I thought that um I think it was Gavin White scored scored a very good goal. It was uh, it was certainly one that he'll remember. Yeah, great goal from Gavin White, and he actually took two hops. Would you believe in the in the in the in, in the in the build up to it? So he was lucky to go with a loud, but he couldn't um, deny him the goal after that. It was a super finish from White, and, and look, Kerry Kerry have absolutely fantastic players all around the pitch. Like David Clifford, Sean O'Shea probably stand out, but David Moran's great there. Like Paul Ganey and and James Dunne have to come back as well. So Kerry have absolutely no um no problems with squad depth. Stephen O'Brien as well as a super player came off the bench yesterday. They can. Tony Brosnan's playing great football. Like I, I just think the Kerry team is absolutely serious at the moment, and they just they take some some stuff in this year's sort of it. Okay, um, so obviously Galway and Dublin. Dublin won the game two fifteen to fifteen points, um, but it was because Kerry won. It was essentially a dead rubber. But um, what way? What way did the teams line out in that one? Did, did was there? You know, did the teams the lineups change late, or you know, did they play about a sort of second? level teams or anything? Um, I think that both teams really had, had fairly strong lines. Like Dublin had all their big guys out. Stephen Cluxton playing, Brian Fenton was playing, Conor Callaghan, Kieran Kilkenny, Dean Rock. Like, so I think no, I think that both sides kind of, the goal we were missing a few last. Shane Walsh came on a half time and Gary Sides, like, Walsh is their star player. But no, I think both sides, they, they kind of treated as a championship warm-up, which is really what it was. And Dublin won by six points. And that was a big enough win for Dublin like to win the match. Okay, it was dead rubber, but they're coming in off of it. Like having ten points in the league, and like they had no challenge games. I don't think was quoted saying after the match. And Paddy Small stood out for Dublin yesterday when he came in. He scored four points in play. Like so, Dublin they would have they would have took something out of the game yesterday. I suppose they hadn't really had a great league, but they're kind of probably coming good at the right time. And they did. They're going for six in a row, and like they certainly will not um, relinquish their title easily. So they won't Dublin and. Galway had were absolutely flying it before the lockdown. The the break has come at the wrong time for Paul Joyce and his side. But Paul Conroy had a good game yesterday. He scored eight points and he's back from a serious injury. So Galway could um Galway Galway 
they probably not going as strong as they were before they them to be in it with truth be told but they have Sligo in the first round of Connacht they'll definitely overcome Sligo I'd imagine so they'll be in a Connacht final and then so all of a sudden they're three games away from winning an All-Ireland so look it's, it's, it's um, Dublin probably though probably slightly more impressive yesterday and, and they'll be pleased with the six point win but there wasn't a whole lot at stake to be honest with you so um, there was a bit, a bit to play for at the, the other end of the table with um, Tyrone, Monaghan, Mayo, um, possibly you know um, all all potential potentially relegated um, alongside Meath who had already gone. So Meath got a draw against Monaghan two fourteen to one seventeen, which sort of meant that the winners of Mayo and Tyrone would stay up and in the end Tyrone came through that one night one nineteen for Mayo and three fourteen for Tyrone. It seemed for a long time that it was going to be fairly comfortable that Mayo were going down. Um and then they seemed to get a bit of a late rally and put a wee bit of pressure on Tyrone but they overcome that. Um so what did uh, what did you make of um, Mayo being relegated? Yeah well the pity this game wasn't the live game on Teddy that it was instead of because there would have been a much better game than Dublin Galway. But I think Mayo it nearly could be a blessing in disguise. Not getting relegated. Now, there's no joy in being relegated. They lost by a point, but they scored 119. I think they kind of set up in a very attacking manner. They didn't really leave any men back or anything. So they kind of, I think they were nearly, they were looking towards the championship. I don't think Mayo were were under a huge, they, I don't think they were really going, like, obviously they would have loved to win the match and they'd be devastated to get relegated. But I think they're really, really focused on 2020 championship. And okay, they should beat Leitrim in the first round, but they have to play Roscommon, Galway, and then, a Munster team and then another team in Ireland final. So they have five, they have four very, very tricky games if they're going to win in Ireland like they do and they really, really want to win in Ireland. Like, so they're playing Leitrim next weekend. I think that was definitely their focus. Now, they really wanted to beat Tyrone, but I think Tyrone, again, they're playing Donegal next week, but it, it, it would have been a disaster for either team to lose. And my namesake is is a, is playing flying football for Tyrone. He looks like a star player and he could nearly be as good a player as as David Clifford, if it, well, that's what that's what I'm hearing anyway with the hype. Now he's certainly certainly delivered in the first two matches back. A lot of people wouldn't have seen him play, but if you look at that AFL, very 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 few Irish players. An awful lot of them go out there. Very very few of them make as many appearances as Conor McKenna, my namesake, has has made. But but like Tyrone has certainly have talent within their ranks. But it was a very good game yesterday. The two teams looked good, and Tyrone bounced back well from losing to Donegal, and they'll be very very happy to to come out there with a one point win and, and their safety intact. Talk about um, Conor McKenna. So a lot of the media seems to be talking about him. I think is it two goals in two games, and then uh, they're also talking about um, Canavan Junior. Um, Dara Canavan was uh, was fun. I think um, there's a there's high expectations on him following uh, following in the footsteps of his, his father Peter. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what um, what comes from Tyrone um, over the next few while. Obviously, Mickey Hart's been there for a long long time now. Um, and uh, he's good. I think he's three three All Irelands. I think it is they have, you know. But it's it sort of feels like over the last decade they they have um, fallen a wee bit behind. Um, some of our county sort of they seem to have str- struggle a wee bit with Donegal at times, and obviously Dublin. Um, but uh, it'd be interesting to see what uh, what Tyrone bring, and obviously Division One football. Um, you know, probably probably Tyrone are one of the counties that will you know will take that seriously. You know, they really wouldn't want to get. Get relegated out of the out of the top division. Um, and old Mickey Hart just does not like losing anything. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, moving forward what uh, what Tyrone have. Yeah. So without 
the other match yeah, there was the brief Monaghan Mead there yesterday Monaghan got the point now look they were well ahead they looked like they were going to win the match very easily but, but Mead kept battling battling and Mead, Mead are showing an awful lot of spirit in their last two games and they're already relegated but they didn't play that the day like they had they wanted to win the match yesterday and Monaghan got the draw look they got out of jail they would have taken a point I suppose before the game it would have kept them up but they weren't fantastic and they're playing Cavan in the first round of Ulster this weekend they'll have to improve an awful lot but Monaghan they came up in 2014 with Donegal and they've been they haven't dropped down since and I think that is just an absolutely serious record because a lot of teams get to Division One and they come straight back down and for Monaghan to be lasting seven straight years in Division One is a serious serious achievement and it's nothing to be sneezed at at all like it's not because you very like Donegal have come down Toronto come down as well like other teams have come down like it's just Monaghan team to they really really punch above their weight in the football and and they they, they absolutely have business being in Division One and. Although they weren't great yesterday, that that is a very, very impressive record. Okay, so moving down into the division two, it's you know coming in coming into the weekend, like it would have been enough to give you you know some serious headaches about what was going to happen yeah. with all the different possible outcomes. Um, so in the end, the two teams that were were starting in first and second done what they had to do and went up. So Ross Common and Armagh are division one. Um, next season and in the, the relegation places Leash managed to get themselves out of it and Cavan went down um, which um, Cavan I believe they went down for um, because of the head to head I think it was with uh, with Claire so um, did you did you sort of see that outcome or what, what do you make of what, what happened in the, those games I could have seen it coming to be honest there Jerry beforehand but I think that I'd be very, very worried from a Cavan perspective because they were in Division 1 last year, competed relatively well. Like, they didn't get disgraced in Division 1 by any means, and now they're in Division 3. And, like, Roscommon were missing an awful lot of players yesterday due to COVID, and their manager wasn't available either. And they had nothing really to play for. And Cavan still lost the game and got relegated. Like So I'd be worried from a Cavan perspective that they have to bounce back before they play Monaghan this weekend, or it could be an ugly outcome for a Breffney perspective push. Roscommon are league champions and again they really really always they're very very consistent side Roscommon okay they might come down in Division 1 but they don't come down without learning a few things and, and they really um, like last year they came down and in 2017 they got relegated but on both occasions they used it as a platform for their championship and they went and won a comic championship so Roscommon really really are a consistent team and they'd be absolutely thrilled with the strength and depth yesterday they could have won that or on Saturday they could have won that game and then just going through the other games then Leash and Fermanagh, like Leash were not great. Like the Leash were very, very poor for a large part of the game. In the 67th minute, they were five points down. Fermanagh, they had a man sent off, and Fermanagh were looking very, very comfortable. And Leash got 3 3 in a few minutes and stayed up just about. But like Leash, the captain is suspended now, like here in Lillis. If, if, if that's, a, I don't know, was it a straight red card or not? But if it's a straight red card, he's suspended. I think it might have been two yellow cards actually. But but like Leash. They should have did. They're not going fantastic now, and they're playing Longford or Loud and Leinster, and the winners are playing Dublin. Like so, you'd be half worried from a leash perspective, but but I suppose they got the win. They're in Division Two, and when you go up, that's all. That's all you really want to do. And then just going through the other games, Armagh had to be cleared to get promoted. If they had beaten Clare, then we're talking about headaches. The headaches weren't really there at the top because Armagh, Armagh had won that match and. They were well ahead at the start, but then Clare came right, right, right back into it. But Armagh just about had that much quality. But Clare, Clare, if they had won that game, would have been promoted. And when they lost, they could easily have been relegated. But Roscommon and and Westmead actually did them a big favour by Roscommon winning and Westmead losing. But but Clare just about stayed in Division 
two. And again, that's a bit like Monaghan. That's a serious, serious record for them. They came up in 2016 and they've stayed there now. This will be their, their fifth consecutive season in Division 2 next year. So they're playing Tipperary next Sunday in the in the Munster Championship. So they, they have a lot to, to, to play as well, play for as well. And Armagh, likewise, I'd say Armagh's goal at the start of the year was to get up to Division 1 and that was a bonus. But they're playing um, Derry next weekend and I, Derry Armagh would probably could be one of the games of the weekend next weekend when we're doing the preview show. And then just the other game, my own county, Westmead, if they had won against Kildare away, they were had a chance of getting promoted. If Kildare had lost, they had a serious chance of getting relegated. But Kildare produced a big performance and they won the game. And Kildare ended up on eight points and they lost by a point down in Ennis against Clare in February. And if they had won that game, they would have been promoted. So Kildare are not too far away from getting promoted. So yeah, the Division 2 against this weekend were, were very, very good. So they were. Yeah, there was certainly plenty of entertainment. And as you say, you know, there was um, late drama um, with, with Leash, you know, turning things around so late. Um, drama probably wasn't so much in Division 3. Um, we already knew um, for the games began that Cork and Down were promoted um, with the, the Longford and Cork game being called off and Leitrim were the team that had the pressure on them um, needing to get something to you know possibly save themselves but they were unable to do so um, Tipperary beating them 2-11 to 15 points and um, the other results in the, that division Derry 1-12 um, Offaly 1-10 win for Derry and Louth um, got their first first win of the campaign against Promoted Down, um, 3-14 to 16 points. So even that, that Louth and Down game, was, did Down make a few changes? or? Yeah, Down down made a few changes. They were promoted regardless. Although Derry might not be too pleased because if Longford had played against Cork and Longford had won the game, as results transpired, if Longford had won by 10 points, they could have been promoted. But if Longford had won by one point, Derry would have been promoted. Now, Truth be told, if Cork had played Longford, they probably would. Cork probably would have won the game, so it mightn't have made any difference at all. And down might have put out a stronger team in Betlow, but still, like I, I don't know—is it the right thing to be doing, given walkovers? To be honest, but Derry, Derry are after having two wins in their last two games now, and like Derry have built up a bit of momentum in the last two weeks. And Gallagher is a very, very good coach, is Rory Gallagher. Like so, they're coming there, man. I would big momentum next weekend. They'd be very, very hard beaten. So they would. And okay, they didn't get promoted in Division Three, but they only really missed out in head to head. So they have a lot of promise potential taste from last year. They played Leitrim in the first round and. They couldn't win that match. If they won that match, they would have got promoted. So look, Derry are definitely a team that's coming. And I think they'll be in Division Two in, in the near future. But yeah, Cork and Down got promoted. Down, Down are up in Division Two now, and that's where Down probably wanted to be. They probably should have got their last year. They only missed out on the scoring difference. But this year, this year now they, they did the job. And look, they won't care about how they got promoted. And Cork finishing fourteen points, and they're deserving champions. And then Leitrim, yeah, Leitrim. I was disappointed that they didn't go to Down last week, to be honest with you. But they they got relegated this week, and now they'll be. In Division Four, after a very, very brief stay in Division Three, and they'll be joined by by Loud in Division Four. Okay, and on Division Four, then um, Wicklow um, followed up the, the big win against Antrim um, by winning the promotion decider to go up ahead of Wexford, thirteen points to ten points. Uh, Wicklow winning that one. Um, Antrim in Waterford. Antrim, we'll, we'll talk about that game in a minute because it sort of seemed to be a bet random how it all happened with Waterford pulling out of it and then Antrim offering to play them uh, play them in Dundalk which uh, Antrim in the end won 2-14 and 13 um, the Waterford and in the other game then that really made a, made a, a big difference was Sligo and Limerick Limerick won 116 uh, to 114 which I believe made Limerick the champions of Division 4 um, on head to head against Wicklow um, so what did you what did you make of how those games transpired? 
Well, Billy Lee in Limerick is a great football man, and they played. They had won the first four games, and they had had two bad defeats in the last two. One back in March, and one one in, one on Saturday. But they needed to win in Sligo, and they were eight points up at half time, and they just about held out for a two point win. But they'll be absolutely thrilled to get back up to Division Three because Division Four is the basement, and it's not really where you want to be long term as a county. Then Wicklow, Davy Burke is a serious, serious manager. Like he managed Kildare under twenties to win All Ireland in two thousand eighteen. Went to manage Sarsfields last year, won a Kildare Championship, and now he's gone to Wicklow and he's got them promoted in Division 4. And again, they're a county who were long-term in Division 4, so it was, again, it was probably semi-disastrous for them to be down there. But they've they've come back up now, and both those counties now, they, the only way is really up when you get to Division 4. And, and Antrim football, as you mentioned there against Waterford, it was very, very disappointing to Waterford that they wouldn't go to the north to play the match, that they ended up having to go to Dundalk. I think it was, it's not good, it's not that for the GA. Like Antrim, and I have to say, Sean Kelly Antrim, a really absolute gentleman, and he really... He won the the Antrim won the battle this weekend. Like they really did the right thing. Lenny Harvard's a real gentleman as well. And like Antrim, Antrim did the right thing. They wanted to play the game. If they had got a walkover, they could have got promoted. Now they wouldn't have had a result transpire, but it wouldn't have been good for them to get promoted with 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 by by default. So okay, while they've lost the battle in the sense that they didn't get promoted from Division Four, they've shown themselves to have done the right thing by by playing the match and they've got the win which will help give them a bit of momentum in the championship so I think Antrim they're definitely in a better position this week than they were last week they're on, on paper a 7 point win was probably expected on Antrim they can they can take a lot of positive in the league okay they didn't get promoted but they definitely made progress and, and next year now the target for Antrim has to be definitely get into Division 3 Okay um, just to sort of on, on that um, Antrim and Waterford situation um, obviously the, the way it worked out you know Waterford withdrew from the game and then Andrew, what, what did you think of, of Andrew's statement did you think Andrew, there was like there was like almost like a wee bit like was it a wee bit cheeky the way, the way they sort of went about it or do you think it was it was you know was there an element of class like personally like I, I'm from Andrew and, and there was a wee bit of it I thought was a wee bit cheeky the way they went about it but um, obviously you know they're two weeks away from the championships again you know game under their belts was probably you know the main reason for this but did, what did you think of it? I uh, know I didn't think it was cheeky to be honest I think that Waterford said that they couldn't play the match in the north because employers had, had given them instructions that they would have to restrict their movements on arriving so the employers had put them under pressure Waterford said they couldn't play the match in the north so Antrim actually initially offered to move the match from Port Lenone to Belfast which would have given Waterford much less of a trek but that wasn't enough Waterford still wouldn't go to Belfast so said, well, OK, we'll play it in Dundalk then on the border. And, and that, that's how it transpired. They gave a solution. Waterford went to Dundalk, played the match. And no, I think Antrim, I think they were they definitely did the right thing by, by, by offering to move it because they had tried a solution in Belfast. That didn't work. So they went for the next outcome, which was to play it maybe just south of the border and, and they, they got the win anyway. But no, I think Antrim definitely came out with that with their heads intact. I think it would be interesting to see what the, um, what the, the fans and that would have been to NF, like, they played that game, Andrum lost, and Sligo beat Limerick, you know, and it, it ultimately cost Andrum a, a place in Division 3. It, it would have certainly been a few, um, there have been a few people banging their heads off the wall about that one, but in the end, obviously, it didn't make any difference. So, that is the National League um, done. Obviously, quite, quite intriguing, um, a lot of the divisions. Division 2 in particular was, was a lot of fun going into the last weekend. Um, so, Later in the week, um, I'm hoping you're going to join me and we'll talk about um, the football championship getting underway um, at the weekend. The 
obviously with the, the COVID situation, you know, we're, we're playing it over a limited amount of weeks. So, like, I've already been looking at the fixtures and, you know, there's just, there's a real feast of, feast of games, you know, like some of the championships there, I've got two and three games and stuff on. So, it's uh, certainly, certainly one for coming into the winter and one for the sofa at the weekend. So, um, I'm looking forward to that. So, you know, if you'll if you'll join me later in the week, we'll be fully back with that. Yeah, hopefully next time I join Jerry, you won't have the bragging rights with when Andrew beating Westmead. I wasn't even going to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for having me, Jerry, and I look forward to joining later in the week. That's brilliant. Thanks very much, Connor, and thanks to everybody watching. And if you can hit um, like, subscribe, follow. Um, I know that we we over the all the different. Um, the different places we published last week um, the numbers were the numbers were quite good um, so I was quite happy with that so um, definitely uh, join us again and as I say we'll be back later in the week with the fixtures so thanks for thanks for having us <laughs>